0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2018. This is the first episode of the new year of Days of Future Cast. Um, it's me, Jeremy, your friend, co-host, and possible cousin—I don't know. Anyway, if you'd like to support the show, you can always do so by going to duckfeed.tv. No, that's not—that's not a real site, y'all. It's Patreon.com/slash/DuckFeedTV and uh donating to the patreon yeah just a couple of dollars a month will get you access to cool stuff and it's a fun place to be i promise uh we're finishing up this episode we're getting close to finishing up season four so go ahead and get your feedback and thoughts in that's slash contact and uh yeah enjoy this episode we'll see you next time Start start the ball
1: I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield.
0: And this is Days of Future Cast. Uh, We are stuck in a time loop, and we can't get out of this without a fucking time bishop idiot (laughs) coming after us. What are we going to do, Gary, in the podcast?
1: (laughs) here's a bunch of impersonations that kids won't understand. Oh my God, Um, what are we going to do? Jim Carrey! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jeremy, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I, uh... You know, we're recording this in December. Uh, I don't think it'll be out in December, but we're recording this in December. And um, as listeners of the show may know, I've been uh, in the middle of a a home remodel. We've been doing a lot of work Mm -hmm. on the house. Um, I sent you a picture of my Resident Evil bathroom, which looked really appropriately spooky, I think. And um, Mm -hmm. we're we're coming up to the end of that. This is a Wednesday. The guy said he'd be done and out of my house by Friday, and everything will be finished. So, okay. Except for all of the stuff that I have to do, <laughs> but all of the yeah. hard stuff will be done. So I'm, uh, am extremely good. Like, it's nice. Like a f- new floor is in the house. I'll have a whole new shower that I can do whatever I want to in. Uh, mostly shower, mm-hmm. but I can do some other mostly. stuff in there if I want to.
1: Yeah. If, uh, yeah. if anybody like someday I'm going to visit you and I'm going to figure out what the worst possible thing I can do in that shower is. And here's a spoiler. It's not shit or drop a load. Like it's, it's, mm. it's, I, I'm going to have to use my imagination
0: Honestly, yeah, that's I, obvious, predictable. We, we, this is really toilet talk this, this week, Gary. Yeah, just keep it on uh, brand. Like, that's probably the best place in the house you could drop a load. <clears throat> yeah. Like, we have a drain and a, and, a, and a water fountain, like, not fountain, but like a, a shower head right there. Like, we could just yeah. watch it. Like, I'd be mad at you. I'd be like, what the fuck, Gary?
1: Yeah. But it wouldn't, like, ruin a
0: floor or anything. Yeah.
1: I just, yeah, I think that I got to use, like, I've got to, like, cook a steak in there or something like that like there's probably something you could do that would cause like a, a bigger mess uh that the drain would not if not you uh with. if you fuck up my tile i'm gonna kick you out of the state okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna say that i'm gonna ban like you, you from louisiana
0: you somehow you somehow like stain my grout and you're you're, you're fucking out <laughs> like that's it <laughs> grout,
1: sun's out grouts out grouts out you're out yeah um, i'll keep that in mind how about um, you how are you doing i'm doing okay uh, a little bit under the weather but um <clears throat> doing all right these episodes uh have not been the slog that I was kind of expecting based on the experience of watching them so i'm happy about that mm-hmm. and uh yeah eager to uh to to get on on with it i you know Went, uh, we took a little break. You walked some dogs. I did. I, uh, I did some, some internet chatting. I was telling everybody just to give everyone an idea. This will come out like way, way later than this. But today is the day uh, to instantly do this, that Patreon reversed their bonehead decision. Uh, so I was posting in the Slack that that happened just so people know mm-hmm, that uh, mm-hmm. for the people who, you know, I wrote in letters, but I was that's what I was encouraging people to do. A bunch of people asked me, they said like, you know, what should we, what are you guys planning to do about this? And I was like, hey, they might back off because the response has been more negative than anything in the world. Um, write in letters, like let them know that it, it sucks. And uh, people, enough people did that. It seems like they have pulled back from the brink. I will so, say
0: too, I, uh, they, they sent out an email and um, since I've, I have two Patreons myself and I'm also loosely associated with the Duckfeed Patreon. I I got that email for, for to the creators and, um, mm-hmm. I, it seems sufficiently apologetic, right? Yeah, uh, like yeah, it seems we fucked seems, up. I'm so sorry. We, we sorry. I, there's no apology that can cover this, but we're so sorry. And we're going to check in with you from now on. Like that seems like yeah. a pretty decent mea culpa to me.
1: I, I have a, a lot of tolerance for any, uh, like a, a, a genuine apology. Like that, that goes a long way where like, if it's just like, Oh, you know, Hey, I did this wrong and I'm going to try not to do it. Like, I literally don't know what else you can ask for. Sure. You know, yeah. um, that, that is, that's, you know, cause the, the past, you can't, can't undo history. It's not X-Men, you know, like, <laughs> like if, if they had, if they had the, the, the cable computer, they could go back in time and fix it however and very, that's fiction and let's you be know, real i don't want
0: patreon to have access to a cable computer or the, or the no. time Nexus.
1: <laughs> that seems like a bad no plan. no 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 yeah not not remotely if i'm choosing any organization to have you know get a hold of that it's not going to be patreon i don't even know what organization it would be it'd be something it'd have to be a DSA. non-profit like i want, yeah, I want like somebody
0: the, that doesn't make money i don't want i don't want any capitalist pigs having access to the fucking time travel <laughs> business 100%, that 100 like
1: democratic socialists of america get that that's sure it. yeah um So, you know, uh, for now, I'm willing to take them in good faith until, you know, until something like this happens again. And hopefully they are going to try to work it. And it's like it's so dumb because the way to fix it, like literally would have been uh, there's lots of ways to do it. Um, One, when you sign up for a Patreon, you check and say whether you want to get charged now or whether you want to have your patronage start at the beginning of the month of the next billing cycle. Mm -hmm. That puts everyone's billing cycle on the same thing. Or you just make it opt in. Uh, you just have a little thing that says like, yes, I would like to, I want my entire pledge to go to the creators. I would like to pay the service fees, you know, because for some people they, they genuinely would want that, you know, yeah, absolutely. Like, some people want pe-
0: to support that and make it easy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it really is just a breakdown between people who cover a lot of Patreon patrons, uh, Patreons and people only cover a few. So mm-hmm. like for myself, like I, you know, I have a $20 a month Patreon budget that's spread out among about seven or eight different uh patrons. So I'm paying under the new system I would end up paying you know roughly 3 or 4 bucks extra, which is not insignificant. It's you know almost 25% of, of what I do. It's not that much money in total, but it's more money than uh, uh you know, it's a big percentage. But there are people who who patronize us and I'm not saying this as a brag, it's just something I happen to know it'd be true because I've heard from them who just patronize us. Like that's, that's all they do. Like they, they're not really part of the Patreon ecosystem. They just like duck feed. Um, and that was me for a long
0: time just to like, just to shout that out. Like that was, you were, you guys were my exposure to Patreon and it wasn't until, um, like way, way later that I started like supporting other, other things on Patreon. And it was because it was so easy. Like I just, here's my five bucks and I can support them. And I just want them to know like, Hey, I want you guys making art or making whatever out there. Like do your thing here. Hopefully this helps you eat.
1: Yeah. And it's not that it's not that uncommon. And for people for that, like if you give five bucks and this new system, you would have paid an extra 40 cents or something. It wouldn't have been a big deal. So it's that's the biggest issue is it was disproportionate and they should have just made it optional because then it would have resulted in creators making more money from people who don't want their money to go to Patreon, you know, Um, and then it would have also not pissed off people who who the, the fee would impact. You know, quite mm-hmm. a bit. So it is uh they, they, they obviously fucked it up. It's just dumb that they and they, they say they're reconsidering it. They're trying to find a different way to do it. Um, I hope that that other way to do it is, you know, something like that, like making it optional. I think that's the yeah. smartest thing to do if they want think- to move forward in some way
0: almost every single creator that I've talked to or that I saw tweeting about this all said like, Hey, let this be opt in for the, for the patron, like let them choose Mm -hmm. whether or not they want, they don't want to. And then if they say no, we'll cover it. Like that's not a problem. Like we'll cover it. We would rather, we would rather lose money and keep the patron than we would get more money and lose patrons. Like that's, that's the opposite of what we want to do.
1: Yeah. And it's not actually going to the fee because for us it is, you know, it would be per patron. Like if, If they did something like that, it would probably balance out the number of people who just said like, hey, you know, we'll take the fee, you know, and you guys can make the the greater additional money. Like it would probably still end up resulting in the patrons who wanted to have that relationship being happy and the creators making you know roughly the same amount of money. Like they probably wouldn't lose that much money um, from it. I can only speak for our our Patreon, but I don't think we would lose very much money from it. Not that we were like, you know, it's ultimately it ends up not really being about. Uh, how much money you're making, because that was never going to be a huge thing. Um, it was, it's more about like how they rolled it out and making it, you know, non-optional and kind of sticking everybody with it and with no
0: communication
1: like remember, yeah and like really shitty communication
0: i saw people tweeting about this way before i got an email from, from either one of my patrons patreons about it like that was the <laughs> shitty thing and so i was like wait what what's going on with patreon i go into my email i don't see anything and then six hours later i get whatever mailchimp delivered bullshit from and i was like i already know about all of this patreon like you've already fucked me earlier on twitter now you're fucking me a yeah. different way um, and, and that's the thing that they like
1: or go ahead sorry
0: that's the thing that they address in, um, quote unquote Jack's post and the email that they sent out is just like, Hey, like we're, we should have, we should have communicated like this goes against our business practices. That we should have, we should have done these things better. And if yeah. they actually follow through with that and the concern that I have with Patreon is it's became so big, so fast and they've raised so much, uh, venture Money. capital. Yeah. Yeah. That they have to start turning profits now. And that's, you know, and at the end of the day, like it's, a business can survive on a certain amount of profits, but if the moment that you say like you have to grow month over month and year over year, yes. you're fucking that business. You're going to fuck your customers eventually. Period. Like it, no matter what you do, you're going to do yeah.
1: that. It's it's never been that they're not making a profit. Like they've been making a profit this mm-hmm. entire time. It is just venture capitalists who want more profit because capitalism is the worst. Yep. Um, and that's the thing. The frustrating thing about Patreon is that it is a way to kind of sidestep uh, a traditional like way of living in a capital. You know, living within capitalism, like it's still capitalism related, but it's not quite as crass. Like it's not, um, you know, it is relatively independent and kind of outside that. And this is it's still being affected by that, though. There's no there's no getting out of the system.
0: Um, the uh, The biggest I think the biggest positive that came out of this other than, you know, Patreon reversing all of it is uh, the the fact that I think this probably galvanized several other competitors that were starting to roll out their, their, their solutions. And, uh, now they're probably realizing like, wait, there, we should definitely have this here for the next time that Patreon missteps oh, sure. so that we can, we can capture that audience because, you know, there's nothing wrong yeah. with, uh, like it feels weird as a, as a creator. Like I hate to even use that term for myself, but it feels weird as someone who has a Patreon that I would like start another support service on another, another service, but it's not like I'm trying to, i just want to make it easy for people that want to support the show to support the show. Like I'll have a, you know, a tip jar, a PayPal link, whatever, like whatever makes it easy for you to want to support the show. I want that to happen. Yeah. if you you want that, make it exactly. Yeah. Well, the thing,
1: the thing about the competing service too, though, is that like a lot of people brought that up and it, it is an option, but it's not as simple as it seems like, no, no, no. You're not just going to move a bunch of people over. Like you're just not going to do that. There's a lot of momentum. So like just literally just jumping ship to another ship, like, there are probably people who would just like, well, oh, I have to sign up for a new thing, you know, that's not worth my dollar a month, you know, like that would make a very big difference. Running both of them in tandem is an option, but that doubles a pretty significant amount of work as far as setting up posts and setting up RSS feeds and setting up polls and everything. I mean, just again speaking just from our perspective, like mm-hmm. it would have been a lot of work to do that. Like yeah. I went through the the trouble of grabbing an invite for for Drip, which is the big competitor now. Um, like talk to, you know, put out my, my feelers, see who has an invite, who's able to give us one, like got us an invite if we want to use it, but it is, it would be difficult. You know, it would be a lot of work and like not complaining, you know, but we, you know, believe it or not, like, you know, we did just talk about like toilets and shitting for most of last episode, but we do a lot of work. Um, and, and doubling that part of that thing would be, you know, would be significant. Like it would, it would be harder to, to put out as much stuff. Not impossible. Couldn't say we, you know, we wouldn't do it, but it'd just be a lot of work. So, and not also not saying it's not worth it, just that it's not easy. Um, so I would rather stick with the service where we've already built up our audience and become established and just have them stop being assholes. Exactly. Um, that's, the so better, so far, that's the better, that's
0: that is the way better solution here because yeah. you no, know, I heard several people tell me like, well, you know, Patreon is not even really worth the effort to go into it. And like, I'm, in my limited experience with Patreon, it's extremely worth it. Like, it's it's a central place for people to go to. They can see all of the people that they support, the tools mm-hmm. that they give me to be able to communicate with my with my patrons and with you know people that listen to my shows are way better than anything that I've seen anywhere else. Like pe- like flat out. And like the the way that I can segregate that between different tiers, and I can hook an RSS feed into it if I want to. I can hook Discord invites into it if I want to. I can do all kinds of different stuff because they have have built that platform over the last however many years what has been like five years now or something yeah like that's 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 a good thing for everybody like that's a good service so they just need to stop (laughs) trying to just you know pull as much cash out of it as possible like just keep your keep your profit dude we want you to make money that's the thing that always that always kills me about these companies that do this kind of stuff is i want patreon to make money so they can make the service better so that i could you know relay that to my to my listeners so that i can you know make more money as in my podcast not necessarily make more money but like you know have more of an audience and grow grow the shows that i want to grow so
1: it's it's a a weird thing it's it's a thing where um you know you you want them to on the internet i feel like there is a real like you know just nothing being good enough you know, like even in the wake of this, this announcement, so like they did to me, to my mind, they did the thing to be expected, you know, which is like, oh, hey, we messed up. We're going to try better. Here's how we messed up. Like in the email you talked about, they said, like, hey, here's what your complaints were. Like they restate it back. Like mm-hmm. they understand. Um, there is like just a, a subset of just like, there's nothing ever good enough uh, for, for in certain kinds of like online discourse. Um, in general. So like, there has been a lot of like, you know, a quote unquote, the discourse shoot me that today that has just been about like, well, actually they're, they, you know, there's still shit and here's why. And like, it mostly has to do most of the takes I've read about that have been like kind of petty takes that don't have to do with Patreon. It feels like to me, like they have to do more with just kind of the reality of how much luck is based on hitting any kind of success tipping point. You know, so it's like, it's people who, uh, who are mad at Patreon because, um, you know, some, this, this podcast that is by all accounts, like very good, uh, you know, pulls in like $40 a month, you know, and it's like, well, there's lots of reasons why that could be the case. And like, maybe some of them have to do with that service, but a lot of them probably don't. It just has to do with those people's like specific stomachs for self-promotion and just how much time has been, like how long they've been doing it. Like there are a lot of different factors. Mm-hmm. Not to, not to like try to be, you know, Mr. Defends Corporate America, because that's definitely not who I am, but it, it's just, I, I feel like it's not useful to, uh, complain about like, uh, a, a, to complain like inaccurately about something. Like if you, if you want something to change, um, you have to have a very good idea of what the problem is and, and what needs to change and it feels like there's a lot of people who are just kind of pissed in general and are taking this as an opportunity to kind of like shit on the service which is not perfect like it took them all you know they they've not been the you know it took them a long time to like shut down some pretty problematic campaigns mm-hmm. you know on Patreon things like that like they haven't been perfect but like they have course corrected you know, in the past based on feedback, which is more than you can say about lots of companies. It's more than you can say about, for example, Twitter, where all of this complaining is happening. You
0: know? I was going to bring up Twitter because they, they have been listening to all of our complaints about taking Nazis off their platforms. And today they rolled out <laughs> native threading. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Thanks. thanks. goodness. Thanks I mean, goodness.
0: now Nazis can make 25 posts in a row and have them all nice and neatly organized. Thanks. Yeah. Twitter at Jack. Yeah, thanks, we appreciate th- that.
1: Thanks, uh, Jack. It's a, uh, you know, so There's there's just kind of a, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to say like, oh, people just complain for no reason. I'm just saying that like, I feel like there is some complaining that could be a lot more fruitful if it was more focused and kind of solution based, Mm -hmm. you know? But wow. at the end of the day, like,
0: people aren't going to be happy no matter what you do. So you can only try to do your best, which is why I like to see things like, we're going to listen to you, we're going to communicate with you. And I mentioned this when we were talking about it on the Slack when it first started coming out. Like I don't expect a phone call from Mr. Patreon. Like I, you know, My, my two little dinky Patreons um, that are very valuable to me probably don't add up in, in the grand scheme of things much to them. So I don't expect that phone call. But like... Dude, I can make a poll. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, you've got so much venture capital. But like, hire a person to you know process some, some some an email response from a bunch of people. Like, and, and try to you know develop that into like, well, you know, 60 of our users said that this sucks. Maybe we should think about not doing it. So. Yeah,
1: but what, what they said that they worked with people. My guess is if they're not just straight up lying about that, which like maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Is that they worked with to their mind like they worked with like the highest you know it's like the Adam Carolla show and like the the people who are making absolute gangbusters Mm -hmm. and and checked in with those people thinking like oh those are the people with the greatest vested interest in this while ignoring like the middle class patreons like our patreon and more specifically like totally destroying like the very small patreons like there are a lot of uh small projects and such that are like this this pulls in 40 dollars a month but those people like hey that pays my my you know my cable bill you know like they they need that you know as a thing and the most of their patrons are very small dollar amounts and patronize a lot of different people so they were adversely affected by this like we lost uh you know like 10 i, I think roughly 10 patrons uh, mm-hmm. from this over this that like gave us that reason why and it we could absorb that somebody who uh who has a much smaller patreon like 10 patrons could be 25 percent or 50 percent of their total patronage you know, that it could, could be just, the
0: difference per month. On like, I have to work this part time job, or I have to like yeah. spend five hours a week more at my part time job so I can put food on my table, versus making this art or making this cast or making this whatever.
1: Totally, yeah. you know, and it's like that was the problem. So I think if they did talk to some people, they talked to the wrong people, and that's the lesson I hope they learned as well. You know, the fact that like they did this, maybe the the like the super rich mega patreons didn't or you know the creators didn't uh, didn't freak out based on it but maybe enough of the kind of middle middle ground and small ones did that they realized okay well we did a, a real classic mistake again capitalism like made a real classic mistake at like just checking in with the people who make the most money about this as if they were the only people whose personhood matters um, and just out of curiosity,
0: you know, do you, do you know the top Patreon off the top of your head? Because I just looked it up. For, I'm curious if you if you can. For know a it. long
1: time, it was Amanda Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, she, who made, she's number four. She's, she used to make yeah. She used to be number one with thirty thousand dollars per anything she did, <laughs> uh, which I hate. <laughs> <laughs> so mad at that. <laughs> like, it's just like, well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. Like if I put it on an album, if I decide to do an interpretive dance, if I put out a YouTube of me eating Cheerios, like $30,000, fuck you. Uh, and I, I hated that. But what, what is the number one now? Chapo trap house. Oh, Chapo's number one. I knew Chapo mm-hmm. was huge. I didn't know they were number one,
0: $88,000 a month.
1: Um, that is a whole other conversation that like we could have here in the safety of, mm-hmm. uh, of the podcast, but not in the politics channel of, of the uh, slack where uh, a lot of people are very loyal to the Chapo guys. I, I have a a very intense feeling that like, if once you start making that kind of money, you have a responsibility to use it in ways other than just paying your rent. Um, and I don't know that they are, uh, it kind of drives me a little bit nuts.
0: I, um, and I'll probably cut some of this out (laughs) because (laughs) we're going along with this. (laughs) We're 20 minutes into the podcast. and have yet to talk about a cyclops yet. So, uh, but, um, like, just the the general reaction around Chapo's Trap House is one of those things that has put me off of it. That I don't even need to engage with the media and uh, to to not like it. Like I just instantly despise it on site. And st- seeing stuff like that like just makes me even not like it more. And mm-hmm. uh, Autumn Autumn came home the other day and she was like, "Oh man, I listened to a Chapo Trap House and it was so good." And I like almost like irrationally got mad at her for listening to it. I'm like, she doesn't have my fucking hang ups about this bullshit. Like she's it's not her fault. She yeah. just wants to listen to a fun podcast about, the, about whatever. Like, I don't even know what the show is. I just hate it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a, a, like, I have a bias to it. I've listened to some of it. Um, and I don't actually dislike it. I think it's good. I don't think it is transformative, uh, in the way that people I know who, who enjoy it, uh, enjoy it. It is, um, it is the podcast version of like far left, angry Twitter, with more yeah. jokes, um, which is like, there's a cathartic angle to that. Uh, is it a cathartic angle that I think is worth $88,000 per month? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that if I were these three something awful guys who like somehow lucked into that career uh, based on, you know, political anxiety from, you know, 2016 hellscape, um, I feel like a lot of that money should go towards practical change. Uh, and that, that's been, like, a, a, a huge debate with those guys, like, whether they have a responsibility to do that. Like, I think they do. Not everyone thinks they do. Um, I think that, you know... And But, I mean, it's also something, like, anyone who makes $88,000 a month, it doesn't matter that it's Chapo. Like, I don't think you can morally make that much money without giving tons of it back. Like, that is an immoral amount of money. So... um that's me yeah I don't, I, uh, I don't like wealth and i don't like that people have it uh, <laughs>
0: so it's it's weird I've, you know the the thing that I was always that, I, that people always told me growing up is like if you're a if you're a a kid and you're if you're young and you're and you're not a Democrat, that means you have no heart and if you're old and you're a republic- and you're not a republican, that means you have no money. And yeah. like the older I get, the more I'm like, no, no, no. I want to take all of the money and give it to all the poor kids can <laughs> so yeah. do stuff with it. Like I want to give like 19 year old Jeremy, who just like, whose heart went out to everybody before I got cold and cynical and bitter, all of the money in the world to do that, that stuff. Like I want to give those people like all of the extra money that I have if I could do that.
1: Yeah. One thousand percent. Like the people think that as you get older, you become like more, more right wing and more conservative. And I have only gotten more radically left like the older I get. You know, and and more into into those causes. It's you know, it's become more important to me, not less. So, another you know, fucked up prediction on your part, guidance counselor. (laughs) Thanks, thanks, Mr. Thomas. Yeah, guessing is is your name? You really really (laughs) dropped the ball on this one. It is. It's interesting. It is. It is a weird time to be alive uh, for anything. And having subsisting on Patreon is a weird job. And being at the whims of that company, just kind of deciding to, to fuck things up in that way is very stressful. And it is, uh, the whole thing is, is complicated. Uh, you know, I know that's kind of a hand wavy way, like everything is complicated, but this specifically is a complication that's been on my mind a lot. So,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, it makes sense, right? Like this is, this is literally your income. Like yeah, you were a hundred percent fully funded by Patreon. Like I'm, yeah. I'm assu- and, and like other gigs too, but mostly by Patreon.
1: Yeah. Pa- Patreon. So. I sell, I sell some books, sell a couple of books every week. Um I've done a couple other gigs, but for the most part, that's that's how I make my money. So um yeah. Complicated. Um also complicated, time travel.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> With uh Bianca and Evil Part three, the Lazarus Chamber. Um after swiping the government's own time machine, Cable ends up recruiting the X Men on his mission to destroy Apocalypse's source of immortality at its creation.
0: Which is I mean, as 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 plans go, this is pretty good. I like yeah, this. No,
1: not so bad. You know, because he says every time if they destroy the Lazarus Chamber later than its creation, Apocalypse can go back in time and fix it. Uh, here, if they destroy Ad's creation, it's like a race from the time stream or whatever, and they can't do that. Yeah. So we get this is, you know, we spend most of this time in the year 4000, or at least the beginning of it, dealing with Cable's weird <laughs> ragtag group of nobodies assaulting this government base.
0: Yeah, which I don't particularly care about any of this like it's a good plan <laughs> but man like it, they took one of my favorite animated series characters but just sp- specifically because he was so underused and so interesting and like kind of a little bit ambiguous and mysterious and then just like give him a like his a flat top guile haircut at son and like now we have to deal with all of this stuff
1: you remember when he was the wild man of borneo like, i it, do now he yeah. now he is just you know now what is this it's like shitty like third rate terminator like terminator genesis Uh, stuff and the things they're fighting like nothing in the future looks particularly cool like the gritty days of future cast future in x-men i like here um so like his he's got his his trio of of people there's like skull face guy there's a girl there's a guy who looks like um a knight rider looks like david hasselhoff except (laughs) if he had a leather jacket made of psych uh, made of colossus (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like we
0: I feel like we've seen this dude before too. Like I feel like he showed up in that first episode with Bishop so, way back in season one. D- different
1: too. guy. That That's the guy who turns his arms into Colossus and runs oh, through things. That guy's blonde. Man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Colossus a, must get
0: around, huh? Yeah, Colossus
1: <laughs> is what they have instead of leather in the future. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they just, they just race free-range Colossus on the yeah, field. Colossi. <laughs> yeah,
1: Colossi. The, um, and then like as they're fighting, the robots and stuff they fight are so dumb. Like somebody comes out with a power loader from Alien. And like fights them and like sweeps them mm-hmm. around. Like it's really hard to tell exactly what's happening at any given point. You deal with a, a Tyler, which just looks like a smaller version of Cable. Like has his same same proportions. He's just slightly smaller. It's real weird. You um, know, their plan is just a zap. It's a it's a pretty annoying little infiltration scene, without cool cameos and without cool looking robots and without cool looking technology. And it um, and it
0: sets up this dumb thing with Cable and his son where you know, his son is defending himself from a robot so that cable can get into this while the infiltration team has disabled the defense, the defenses of this like gray Malkin thing that they're looking for, this time travel thing. Um, and, like, the son obviously, like, gets shot. And so Cable yeah. has to, like, spend .5 seconds debating whether or not it's worth it. And then even, like, his son is like, you're going to go back in time and fix all this. Like, don't worry yeah, yeah. about it. It's all good. <laughs>
1: the son does <laughs> say, like, we're trying to make this so it never happened. C- Cable,
0: we went over this over and over again. <laughs> like,
1: we have a whiteboard. The, <laughs> like, we, 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 we know. Um, it is extremely... Extremely silly. Also, whenever you have like, so if the infiltration team was going to bring down the defenses, like why didn't cable just go in with the infiltration team? You know, like yeah, if, I don't... if they have people who can get in, like it's the same problem with apocalypse teleporting into the ship. Like if you oh, can yeah. get in, just get in. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> just go do the thing. I, I think um... watching it now, and this isn't made clear by the cartoons. So this isn't quite my fault. I think the infiltration team is somewhere else that turns, yeah, that turns they, off the whole thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause they are like
0: there to turn off the defenses of the other government facilities so that he can get the, the time travel machine. Um, my, my favorite thing about this is that the time travel machine just looks like a, like a kind of a weird crab and it is, it, a, it is a Metroid. <laughs> is a like, enorm- it's definitely a metroid thank you yeah yeah um it's enormous and cable is just flying it by himself like against anything that we've ever seen in sci-fi like he just flies this motherfucker all by himself and it's like oh. why
1: can, can i give you a, a gift to make
0: yeah yeah uh, totally. if it's
1: a real good one at five forty in this episode cable is talking to tyler Um uh, one he, ha- he has like a absolutely like phenomenal camel toe two <laughs> he, he shimmies down this mountain for a couple seconds and it is one mm-hmm. of the goofiest animations i've ever seen <laughs> like, Did you see, like see it
0: a, a little bit after that he he does they, they just rewind it so that he's going back up to talk to tyler
1: <laughs> 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 love it love it love it um yeah so he, he's flying the gigantic metroid um by himself which is ridiculous it's it's um,
0: absolutely ridiculous and his whole goal uh, is to go back in time to talk to the x-men right
1: yeah I love the the time speedometer as he's going through the years, just start going backwards. is a great? Like
0: flies through Rainbow Road,
1: like very how, funny. Like
0: just just like imagine the science that goes into something like a time odometer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it tied to the pedal? Uh, is it tied to like the weird Metroid
0: hanger on things? Like what is it? I don't how know. Do you, how are you determining that?
1: And I, I love those Metroid landing on the uh, the X Men's lawn or the X Men are just having like their board meeting or whatever. <laughs> Well, the That's defenses the are shit. still down. Like that? the wedding
0: was yesterday; they didn't
1: have time to put the defenses <laughs> like, back up. Like the button takes a long time to push, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But he is
0: there to to basically uh, try to find uh, apocalypse. He's he's like relaying his plan. And in the meantime, Bishop, excuse me, Beast and Shard are just like hanging out and Beast is just using rando science to find Bishop. Like he just like, well, maybe this happened and then it just is like that's the whole thing. (laughs)
1: That's all it is. You call it deduction, but really it's a guess. It's Um, just a total
0: guess. Yeah.
1: Total guess. Um, You know, and he has this little computer model. Uh, on his screen that's showing this, showing somebody going through the time stream. It's a little like silver surfer mannequin Mm -hmm. character. And he's like, maybe this is your brother, Um, which is, which is real great. Here's a fun thing
0: that this, Mm -hmm. this, the the thing that this is relaying right now, this, this like Mm -hmm. time stream jumper thing is literally the plot of season five of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. Like, that's what happens. That's the first episode. (laughs) Like, that's not a spoiler for people out there. Like, you know, I guess spoiler alert, Agent Coulson lives. Like, that should be, like, a no-brainer at this point. But, like, he literally gets pulled out of time into, like, a weird future time and, like, has to deal with a bunch of bullshit, which is Mm. kind of great in a weird live-action show in 2017.
1: So, So we switch over. They have a prisoner. They have Sabretooth, and they're trying to figure out more about the plot. Um, Archangel and Cyclops walk into Sabretooth to try to play, you know, they're kind of like good cop, bad copping him where Cyclops, bad cop is just going and going, what? You're too stupid to do this plan on your own. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) Thanks Cyclops. We knew
1: everybody in the room knew that including Sabretooth. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think Sabretooth is going to care that much about being called stupid. So then Wolverine comes in and goes, how about I, how about you let me torture him for a bit? And then they both go like nod and leave. Which then happens. Like the next time we check in with Sabretooth, he has been tortured. Um it is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um it is it is very surprising. They like get into a fight and he just gets demolished here. So they, they, they got their answers using violence, uh mm-hmm. kids. And this is when a uh, cable
0: with to the rest of the X-Men just like, kind of lays out like this immortality chamber, the Lazarus chamber, like what his whole plan is to try to get rid of it and everything. And of course everybody mm-hmm. is like, um, we, we have like a, one of our own in there. And cable's like, I don't give a fuck about Jean gray. <laughs> like, who it's the fuck is great.
1: that? <laughs> like it does not matter. And also that's your mom, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you what, why do you not care about this? Um, when they show, when he's talking about the Lazarus chamber, they show like crazy Egyptian Pharaoh apocalypse, come through and that just brings up that question of those tubes you know like at some point he gets those tubes put on how has that happened? because he used to be a federal <laughs>
0: also it's a level of galactic appropriation we have not yet seen in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> just uh, don't I, put I would,
1: hieroglyphs on your weird super villain mutant and, just I, take, I, and I, call it a day Is i have no cool? idea how you, how you'd feel if you were an egyptian watching this thing with, with apocalypse like <laughs> and, um Hey, and if you're an Egyptian out there watching this with
0: us, Days of Future Cast slash Contact, we
1: want, we yeah, want the real shit. Yeah, I would like to know how this how this comes off. Um, so, so Wolverine drags in the the be tortured saber tooth. <laughs> that was if you're okay with this? Yeah, Xavier, well, Xavier does not. Uh, he's 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 a sociopath. If we if we recall, he's extremely. He's not the best telepath. tell He's the you know the most powerful. Yeah, exactly. Um. um so at this point, they, they basically decide
0: that they're all going to go in, t- in time to chase down Apocalypse, right? So this is where we divide up the team a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is after Xavier also uh, steals this information from Sabretooth's mind. Like Wolverine made him talk, and then Xavier like invades his mind to find out that Magneto's working for him. Uh, and he shows his little vision that shows like a bunch of things floating in front of a cartoon clock to show that it's time related. Um, and then that's when they split the team. So not only and this do they where you get that great lot of portals, clocks. <laughs> yes, I see portals, clocks, time imagery. Um, so not only do they just allow Wolverine to physically torture Sabretooth, they've, they're mentally torturing him as well. So again, Honestly, the victim in this
0: episode, like you would expect it to be one of the kidnapped psychics, but nope, it's Sabretooth. Yeah,
1: Sabretooth is 100%. Um, the uh, so they split up the team. Uh, Xavier takes Cable, Cyclops, Beast, uh, Gambit, Archangel, and Wolverine to go back in time, and uh, they leave Shard behind.
0: I guess with the idea that uh if if Shard being the, like the only time traveling person out of this, like if they fail in this in this endeavor, like she can still go back in time and try. Like it's like a fail safe, yes. right?
1: Yes, uh, like a classic future forge kind of move yeah.
0: <laughs> a plan B yes. and uh, man I like some of this stuff is like real neat like with the with the way they're doing the art when they're
1: traveling through time or whatever but mm-hmm. can
0: we talk about this ship for a little while like what the fuck is happening with this <laughs> you know, ship
1: like, this gigantic a mile long bridge where all the X-Men just walk up take seats at controls and start using them as a <laughs>
0: As if That's Cable didn't out. just fly it four
1: thousand years in the past yeah. by himself like ten yeah. minutes ago. Wolverine just walks up to a console and starts pressing buttons. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, trying to find
0: the reggae bub. Yeah, you
1: were you were born you were born in eighteen like seventy. Um, <laughs> and you can you can fly the ship. Uh, yeah. Love it. So the, the uh, they're flying through space. They go past. They wing Bishop. Bishop, you know. <laughs> Which is the best part it of this. Yeah. Gets, gets kind of mad.
0: Hey, watch it. Billions of miles of space and people still can't
1: drive. Uh, but he's okay. And Apocalypse knows this is happening because, again, Apocalypse is in the time axis. Uh, he knows what's what's happening here. Yeah, he uh, so can venture, see everything
0: that's yeah. happening at all times. It's like Bishop is having these weird TVs, except he's had like 500 years of practice to do this right
1: on the remote. Yeah, like he's, he's got the universal remote. He's
0: got the, he's got the Logitech harmony
1: of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so they, may, they make it back to a weirdly unpopulated Egypt. Uh, outside the pyramid to try to make it in. This is the the, the genesis of the Lazarus chamber of the yeah, revelations yeah. device is, of the the Deuteronomy core. This is uh, two thousand
0: pre people. Yes. <laughs> like, excuse me, do you not yep. know? Do you not do you uh, not know Egypt? Come on, man. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Cradle civilization. I, I, yeah, very
1: very strange. Um, Storm is going to create a sandstorm to to create everybody, uh, you know, or to to cover the, them getting in. Um, sandstorm is like a specific kind of weather that she can only do in these kind of areas. Sure. Um, and Cyclops and Cable have a little bit of a, a heart to heart. Uh, Cyclops says, Hey, I'm really sorry about your son, which is irony. Uh, cause I don't think the, uh, this actually ever says that Cable is his nope. son. Yeah.
0: Not at all. Um, yeah. and you know, and Cyclops has some daddy issues. So the moment that he finds out that this is, this is happening, he's going to freak out about it. Oh yeah. Um, this leads to one of my again one of my favorite things in this episode, uh, where Beast opens up the side of the pyramid and immediately gets shot <laughs>
1: just like the because that's what fucking happens when you open up a pyramid, dog. Yeah. That's what happens. Have, You're gonna get shot. Never by played D and D and I've never checked for traps ever. <laughs> <laughs> you guys gotta check traps. Um, oh and, man, you know, when this is happening too, like before this happens, they, they're, they're, this is when they're having that philosophical conversation. Like, Mm -hmm. if he's the embodiment of all evil, like, can we actually destroy him? Like, does that make any sense? You know, should we be doing this? And it's like, well, you know, he kills a lot of people. You know, you guys are superheroes. You got to stop him from killing people. Um, But it's almost like philosophically interesting.
0: And and like, yeah, maybe we can't stop like evil with a capital E, but we can at least try to stop that guy. (laughs) yeah because that guy's just right there like evil is a concept in your mind no we're not going to be able to remove the idea of evil out of every human being on the planet like that sounds like some savior bullshit right there yeah but, no we can at least try to stop the guy that's controlling
1: time to his own <laughs> will let's let's at least attempt it when um when beast gets shot he gets shot by these weird prehistoric versions of the Horsemen. <laughs> I love these so much this is I like these guys too awful this <laughs> is like, like so visionary villains like usually I use he-man villain to be like the the marker of crappy bit villain designs in the show, but these are straight up like visionaries. Like these are not He-Man level. Um, this designs. is just,
0: all of these are so bad. They have weird like knee pads around the horse's <laughs> knees and everything. I just don't. Yeah. A horse doesn't uh, need knee pads, dog. <laughs> That's not what horses do with their knees. Yeah. Um, I love that, uh, that Hank McCoy, his first reaction to this is to go pick up some like extra construction material. Like he just grabs a pyramid block, <laughs> like, throws yep. it at this horseman. <laughs> I don't know why that cracks good. me up so much.
1: They're, they're continuing just like they're, they're the shittiest superhero team. They eventually, they don't even really win this fight. They just run inside. Yeah. Uh, they they know, leave they it. leave
0: like Gambit behind, which I mean like frankly that's probably what you should do.
1: <laughs> you, you deal with this. You you get to join the uh, you know, join these guys eventually in the future. I was about um, to say I vaguely remember that happening, so. Yeah, he he comes death. Uh Yeah, that's it. Uh, on this team of, of people here, three of them have been death. Uh, at some point. <laughs> Wolverine, Gambit and Archangel have all been death, so <laughs> like, fully 50% of the team
0: there's a um, there's a scene coming up because they you know this this pyramid is full of traps as we've established in the previous episode where we, we dealt with part one and part two but uh, there's like a like a b- very basic like spike trap right like there's a, a hole like there's a false, false floor falling and hit the spikes and uh, beast pretty handily like whips everybody over and tries and like holds out his hand to Logan as if to say like hey let me let me just swing you over because I'm beast and I'm I can do that and Logan says nah man I'm gonna use my claws and he jumps mm-hmm. up stabs the roof
1: and then somehow uses that to swing over <laughs> like, yeah what? I don't know how that works also a beast has to carry professor Xavier's levitating wheelchair like <laughs> <No way>. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you forget this doesn't have wheels it's not the toy biz <laughs> toy version of it like it's got it, it hovers man oh,
0: um, that thing is is
1: really huge to have
0: like no electronic gimmick you know gimmick you know gimmick stuff in it like it never mm-hmm. shoots any lasers It would never like an ar- a robotic arm doesn't like that this thing should have dr octopus arms in it all- so at too. all times
1: yeah he should he should get some So you know, somebody on the team could do that get jubilee the tech expert to like hook you up with, a, with <laughs> Add the, some with arms yeah um so the the there's a little bit more fighting outside with the horsemen the they actually go inside and seal it up so the B team who's outside who's Cyclops and Gambit who are still uh, outside um and Storm end up uh getting trapped outside um but the fight moves inside uh, as they fight the uh, the horsemen um eventually getting up to the chamber uh winning and they think they're going to actually finally destroy this chamber but uh oh it's not apocalypse it's mystique
0: uh, yeah, and there's a great Wolverine line here.
1: I smell two rats in this barn. Which is you know, that, that expression? <laughs> that old, no. that old chestnut. <laughs> yeah, you know, a, a barn with two rats is, you know, <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah,
0: this man. is actually Mystique, and uh, this is pretty much just like where the episode ends. Like they knock everybody out, and she captures finally captures Xavier, which they've been trying to do this whole time, and mm. uh, I think she grabs Wolverine too, and then that then she jets right.
1: Yeah. Um, And then, you know, Cable kind of wanders out. We go to the uh, time stream. We see that they have Xavier and that's how this episode ends. Um, Uh,
0: uh, Like we talked about this at the end of uh, the previous episode, but uh, this is where this starts going totally off the rails for me. Like this is intensely boring to me. It's oh, th- this episode?
1: Yeah, this yeah. episode is is straight up like end of the Phoenix saga boring. Like th- this <laughs> is this is extremely bad. And the thing I, I in recapping it and talking about it, I'm realizing what's wrong with the episodes that lead up to this is that they're all things that would make a perfectly fine episode that are somehow in service of this big dumb anticlimax. Like I want the wedding episode with the nasty boys. I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode, you know, I don't want the Shiar part, but I would like the, uh, you know, Psylocke dealing with her brother. Like, what if that was a whole episode about Psy- Psylocke and she was stealing from rich mutants, which would include Xavier, because she thinks that like she could do more with that money through her brother through like a foundation or something. It's a yeah, cool concept totally. for an episode. We just had to, and this whole thing with with this last episode where they go back to Egypt uh, to do this. This could have just been the start of an episode. Cable shows up and says, "Hey, we have to get back to the beginning of that Lazarus Chamber. I need your help." Being done. You know, like it would have been a fine episode on its own without being tied into this big dumb plot.
0: Because it is a big dumb plot. Because like, this so episode is boring. extremely
1: hard to like pay attention to.
0: Yeah, and it's it, and it should be good. Like this feels like they wanted it to be really, really epic, uh, but it just it just isn't at all yeah also uh I know that we're gonna like we just don't ever go back to the CR at all like we just <laughs> we're not even gonna bother with that if, in case you guys wanted some closure it's not gonna no, happen that,
1: that empire is still being destroyed <laughs> by by, by deathbird <laughs> um so this moves us into part four of beyond good and evil uh end and beginning two of apocalypse's former allies the captive wolverine the loose cannon cable and the exiled bishop come together to free the kidnapped psychics and save reality from being rewritten uh, That really sen- accurate yeah that this but, is
0: all yeah. this is all good um yeah I do like that Bishop is just chilling and like watching all of this stuff.
1: <laughs> like he's just,
0: again, Bishop is the most useless character in this, in this series. In this Until cartoon the end. So Yeah, they, they Yeah.
1: They, he's just there to tag him in, uh, and, you know, for this final
0: little bit. And we didn't really talk about it, but, uh, it should be like stressed that every time Bishop is on the screen, so is this Bender character and Bender is the fucking worst. Yeah.
1: yeah we, we talked about Bender a lot in the last episode, but just mm-hmm. keep in mind, he hasn't gone anywhere and we're going to find out what he is and stuff too in this episode, there's like Bender origins. <laughs> Cause he is, he's some oh, kind of time good. God. Um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, a part of this episode, I probably rested my eyes during, uh, but he is, he is some kind of time God, uh, as well, weirdly enough. Um, so we start out, uh, Bishop is watching everything, um, that's happening in the past with, uh, this terrible Bender character with all of his, his time stuff. Um, we switch back to, uh, the people who, you know, who weren't kidnapped, who are still in ancient Egypt, kind of playing the blame game uh on each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Angels like Archangel Archangel's really pissed off at Cable about this, and Cable's like, I don't really care. I don't know you. You're weird. I'm gonna <laughs> explode the pyramid. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> like that's don't you understand game.
1: that I'm trying to undo the future and all of these things that, you know, you're sad because Psylocke has been kidnapped. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like I learned Tyler's lesson, I'm trying to undo this this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, So he pulls out like this mega grenade. It's shaped a little bit like an asthma inhaler that is like about the, about the size of like one fourth of a game boy and will blow up this entire pyramid.
0: Um, (laughs) Just explode it completely, which is really great. Like that's a good device to have. Why didn't you start
1: with that? Why haven't you been using this your entire time? (laughs) Like you only have one of these apparently, Um, but blows up this, this thing, you know, which like there's still people in it, presumably, and it doesn't actually accomplish their goal. Uh, so it it you know kind of a big deal um however since everybody since xavier and all those people have been taken into the time axis um b says like hey since xavier has this tracking beacon we can maybe use our magic metroid ship and cerebro to track it and go through time
0: which is like kind of a cool twist like the fact that they have developed this beacon but like i mean you could have just sure yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it's fine um I like that Apocalypse is looking at all this stuff, too, and just basically being like, I didn't really need that Lazarus chamber anyway. That was just like, <laughs> get, keep me roided up. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. I'm good.
1: <laughs> and yeah, now that I'm, uh, you know, now that I am uh, about to accomplish my plans to rewrite reality, I don't actually need this.
0: Yeah. We get a, uh, a cool scene when he's like walking in to like check out all of the t- psychics that he's collected in his tubes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to call this out because there's this is a weird collection of characters like we obviously have Psylocke kind of to the right but we've also got um, what looks like Phoenix on the left hand side Mm. like the not 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 like Jean Grey Phoenix but uh, Rachel Rachel Summers Phoenix yeah Yeah. and then there's also like apropos of nothing Silver Samurai like does he have psychic powers that's that's
1: strife my friend.
0: Oh my God. That's fucking strife.
1: Never mind. Yeah. I don't, I want to yeah.
0: turn off this fucking car. I'm, I'm done. I don't want to talk about strife.
1: Not to explain to you, but the I don't, uh, it please
0: is, don't. I don't want to talk about strife.
1: No, we, it's, what we talk about when we talk about strife, we, we don't have to talk about strife. Uh, I'm just glad strife didn't get an episode. Seriously. Just, like I'm kind of surprised because he was big in the nineties, but you know, maybe that the, he was the, the, the planned,
0: uh, uh, season six, right? Like the uh, season long yeah. villain
1: main antagonist of like a bad nineties crossover. I have a weird affection for, which is called the, uh, the executioner song, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which is kind of, that's kind of like this too. That does feature a big team up between uh strife apocalypse and, uh, Mr. Sinister. So this, it really is just kind of a, a big slam of a bunch of different storylines. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Apocalypse makes Wolverine watch. He uses his psychics like he's going to use his psychics to destroy everything. He eventually kind of explains his plan uh, to Magneto, who, you know, again, is not necessarily a bad guy um, and would want to know what's going on. He's like, hey, you didn't tell me you were doing this. He explains his thing to Magneto and it's essentially just to let the audience know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the all time dumbest, like not dumbest, but this requires so much buy in for, for this plan to like for you to believe that this actually makes any kind of sense
0: it's 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 pretty ridiculous like all of this is 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 kind of stupid right like i i just and then like the fact that he has wolverine chained up on the side while he's while apocalypse is doing all of this like if literally any other x-men you could x-man you could you could tie up and like make him watch your evil plot but wolverine like wolverine is definitely
1: the one that's going to
0: eventually get out and fuck you up
1: and and why do you want wolverine there at all you know no no good reason so so here's his plan that's a very um, weird specific fetish is to have wolverine watch, you. <laughs> wolverine watch. <Yeah. laughs> um he, his plan is to uh break down the good and evil balance of the universe by using the psychics to break time itself destroying everything except for the axis and allows him to recreate the universe and magneto says hold up let's back up like 70 steps and explain what breaking time means. That's what he should say. Instead, he says, Hey, if you do that, you're not going to bring my wife back to life. Uh, you know, and apocalypse is like, of course I'm not. You goddamn idiot. You fool, How did moron. you
0: ever think that I was going to do that? That yeah. I would give a shit about your weird Bova wife. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah,
1: And this, when the time thing starts going back, the color scheme turns to negative. <laughs> Like somebody had just done that in Microsoft paint. It is like super, super strange. Um, but of course Magneto has a backup plan because Magneto is no fool.
0: Yeah. Magneto does come off looking fairly good about this. Like if he's going to join up like an evil superhero, plan, a super villain plan, at least he's got like, a uh, like one in the pocket too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So he's, he starts him and mystique both turn on apocalypse at this yep. point. Like, Hey, you know, I'm only here. I'm in it for the Magna. um, and start fighting Magneto is not as strong as apocalypse. So it manages to knock him out and kind of slow him down, which is ends up being the kind of important part here. Um, after, uh, apocalypse turns his hand into uh, the jaws of life and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and zaps him. Um, this is, uh, also where one of the, uh, this is mystique, but it's one of the horsemen betrays. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, like yeah. a horseman's betraying, uh, apocalypse. So it's pretty cool. The weird skull faced one without the knee pads.
0: I- I do like to see uh, Mystique and Magneto fighting together, if only mm-hmm. because it just serves – like, Mag- Mystique's powers are so, like, passive in 90% of everything that she does, right? Like, she could just turn into something. So, like, when she's doing in a fight like this, when she's in a big fight, she just has a gun.
1: Like, she just yeah. has a laser pistol. Yeah.
0: That's her, that's her secondary mutation is and, she carries a laser pistol and keeps it charged somehow. And
1: when she turned into death, like, like you know, BC death – she uh she had his powerless I think he'd use it. Like it is very unclear whether Mystique gets the powers of people she turns into or not. Same thing that happened with morph.
0: Oh yeah, we, we've talked game. about this. Like when he had Wolverine claws and like they cut off with the Wolverine claws. I was like, was that yeah? Was that part of his body? Like, is, <laughs> is that going? to – Are his claws going to bleed? Because I, I think his claws should bleed. Personally, yeah, I, that would, that'd be amazing.
1: Um, so they knock Apocalypse out and keep in mind they're floating in the time like they're in the time axis so they knocked Apocalypse out into time his horsemen show up you think they're going to fight but they just go out to save Apocalypse
0: yeah and this is where they try to, because Sinister and the Nasty Boys show up, and Magneto's like, "Hey, look, this dude is fucked. Like, you don't want to do this. Like, come, come on my side." And and Sinister's like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm still, I'm still happy where I am. Like, I, yeah, I feel like somehow. I'm doing
1: some good here." Yeah, Sinister has no no concrete wants or desires, and no motivations that are understandable by anyone. So he he decides to stick with this insane plan to rewrite reality, presuming that maybe he'll be part of it. Um. But let's There's talk really about big,
0: how uh, how apocalypse gets saved from. being Oh my god! Out of the god time I was just about stream. to say, like <laughs> him being
1: lifted on each corner by one of the horsemen is a really great <laughs> image, like a float, like a Macy's Day float. <laughs> it's so like, bad. Can he not fly? He can turn his body I, into anything. Why can't he fly? I, I don't know. He just has to be lifted up by a, by a horse with a knee
0: pad. <laughs> he controls yeah. time. Just go back in time and not fall out of the time stream. <laughs> like I, it seems I, like
1: an easy one, right there? I I don't know. Um so they get into a fight, all it's it's all the nasty boys, all the horsemen and apocalypse against Mystique and Magneto. And this part's actually kinda cool because like they're the underdogs and they're who we're rooting for. And we actually Mm -hmm. spend some like significant time with them. They're just shooting beams, which is kind of a bummer. But I just I like those characters. Yeah, the fight you itself
0: is, isn't like super great, but it's just it's just nice that we're like have those guys on the screen for for a little while. And uh yeah. Magneto runs over and, and frees Wolverine because you know you can't have a checkoffs Wolverine without yeah. having to release it later. <laughs> yeah. And uh they both Magneto and Mystique get blasted, but it's you know, they and it's just it's just more fighting. I think at this point cable shows up, is that right?
1: Yeah. Cable gets in there shortly after uh, Wolverine is freed and it's just, it's a clusterfuck of like pretty bad fights. Like the only people they're fighting are these dumb horses uh, for the most part. Um, It is not an exciting fight the way you might think, you know, Wolverine, Magneto and Cable versus the Nasty Boys at the end of time would be like it sounds a lot cooler than it is
0: it definitely sounds a lot cooler than it is i do i do no. kind of dig this weird like sci-fi scape that we're getting with the with the 12 psychics all lined up around the axis of time or whatever like kind of mm-hmm. slowly circling around and all of them are in paint like that's kind of cool and like you start seeing things blink out of existence in those cool montages like the she yeah. blink out of existence and i'm like fuck yeah Thank god yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> please don't restore that like, there's some
0: dudes wearing hats in new york city that start blinking out of existence and that's definitely pop- that i'm into that as well like get yeah. rid of any dudes wearing hats
1: <laughs> don't like that. I, was, I was just discussing that recently with somebody that like in my experience the louder and more ostentatious a hat someone wears the less likely they are to be cool
0: I'm, I'm like it's that. not always
1: true, mm-hmm. but like just you see somebody in a hat it's like oh here comes trouble um but then unfortunately the x-men get blinked out of existence as well yeah that's um, which i i don't want because then you know we couldn't do the show and I like the X-Men quite a bit.
0: Then we have to do crisis of infinite podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> Go yeah. to switch to DC. Yeah.
1: All the, no, just, yeah, no, um, the, the, uh, all the <laughs> psychics are getting drained, uh, here. So they're doing it. They're breaking time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they show like these little TV screens of different time eras. So like, there's like a caveman getting fire and then there's a satellite that gets blinked out and stuff like Mojo gets blinked out. So he does get an actual cameo in this. um, the caveman gets blinked out again. I don't know why. Um, the caveman the, definitely should...
0: gets blinked out twice. Now, I don't understand why. <laughs> <I> don't, <laughs> it's I super weird.
1: Um, and here's where where Bishop shows up. Uh, you know, they're getting drained. They're doing this thing. Um, Bishop learns that Bender is the person who built the access and maintains it. So he is like the time god jander of this thing.
0: And his his solution to this problem, like he's, he learns that... He learns that Bender is like a dude, and he basically learns that Bender's not going to do anything to help him. Like, he's just like, okay, this exists, and like, I maintain it, but I'm not going to fuck around with it at all. Bishop looks up and sees like these 12 psychics circling, which definitely sounds like a Christmas (laughs) hero when I say that. Yeah, the worst 12 days of Christmas (laughs) verse. Um, And (laughs) (laughs) now I want to do a whole song, Jesus Christ. The way
1: he solves this problem is very good. (laughs) He shoots it, he just (laughs) shoots it with his gun. He just just shoots the what zapping the psychics and they're fine like Silock Psy- falls down and like is in front of him and she's like oh man that sucked and then he just starts zapping them which causes caveman TV to zap back into existence and uh,
0: everybody else too like the CR yeah. back, like the the dudes in the city where it to come back like everybody just starts blinking back in because i guess the like ring was broke or whatever
1: yeah so they need to get those psychics back in a tube um so everyone starts attacking bishop and bishop is pretty out of his league here um you know, with uh, with Apocalypse and all of the Horsemen uh, versus him. The uh, so they, they cut away from that fight. Um, back to the the axis where Wolverine is, um, and Wolverine starts fucking shit up. Um, eventually looking to destroy this time orb. Thing. <laughs> he does it course. by he does it by zapping like uh, Mister Sinister has like a gun or something, and he cuts the gun and knocks it into the time orb. <laughs> um. Which is causing the time axis to start shaking and, and rumbling, and this is what actually causes everyone to come back.
0: Yeah, and then wow. we get this weird, like, extended scene because this 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 axis has like crumbled into floating like platforms, as if you were playing I don't know, like Banjo Kazooie on the Nintendo sixty four <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> like wow. now we've got a harder level. Now everything floats for no reason. Um, and then there's like they're jumping from platform to platform and fighting
1: one another, which sh- again should
0: be cooler than it is, but it just yeah, looks dumb.
1: It's also, it's at this point, it's just so confusing. Like the stakes are are everything, but it hasn't felt like that this whole time. Um, and it makes like now they're on these platforms, they can just zap the platforms and knock everybody out. So Apocalypse's plan is being messed up. He's still trying to fight and get revenge, but the axis, you know, it's falling apart. It's kind of, it's kind of out, you know, um, in this fight. Uh, that goes on. Magneto ends up getting shot um, by one of the Horsemen, I think. Yeah. Um, Wolverine saves him, and then Magneto saves Wolverine. It's very cute, you know. It's it's you know enemy of my enemy stuff.
0: It's yeah. definitely a meat cute. We can call it. That. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it is. <laughs> it is definitely a meat cute. <laughs> um.
0: Now that is um, Hugh Jackman and Ian McKellen, or even um, who's the who's new Magneto? I can never remember that dude's name. What oh, Prometheus.
1: Um, yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. I Why did I want to either. say David
0: Duchovny? That'd be a weird magneto. <laughs> that, that would
1: be a very strange choice, especially now. <laughs>
0: especially now, <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I could see that movie happening. Like I want to see those dates. Fassbender? I want to see
1: the- Michael Fassbender.
0: Michael Fassbender. there you yeah, go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the outcome here is like apocalypse is about to do some like crazy time orb ship and then like bishop just shoots it and then all of the psychics are finally realizing like oh yeah we're psychics we could probably do something
1: everyone remembers their powers which is about what 90 percent of the episodes of the x-men animated series end with is people realizing like hey we we have powers um so they they wake up and they start using their powers it's kind of a cool scene like whenever they show all the psychics floating uh you know and, and xavier gives them a little speech it's like hey you're going down Apocalypse. They all put their hands to their head and start using their powers. Um, pretty cool. Uh, and they do this to do a big zap beam that zaps the Metroid Green Falcon ship.
0: Uh, and in turn, zaps Apocalypse back into whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like we, who cares? We don't know. Like, presumably
1: the Lazarus chamber is done. I think this is supposed to have the weight of like them actually killing Apocalypse forever. Um, since this is so off model from the, the comic, I don't know that, you know what this is supposed to be um doing this uh everyone now that apocalypse is gone everybody's zaps back to their time bender turns into fucking immortus i think yep. is who that's supposed to be
0: <laughs> which is a like somebody wrote into the, the the twitter and i apologize this has been months ago that you wrote it in so i, f- I forget your name but that, that said it was and said it was immortalists or mortis or whatever his name is and that's a fine, fine um fantastic four villain which i'm not mm. super familiar with like i I like the fantastic four, but like trying to find a good fantastic four media is really,
1: really hard to do. So. Yeah. There's a cartoon. I think of the fantastic four, like a nineties fantastic four cartoon possibly. Wow. Really true. But there might be, um, there's definitely a shitty seventies one. Um, and all this is, is now that we're in postscript, it's like we, we dodged that bullet kind of let's all go back, you know, to, to, to normal, you know, Xavier and Magneto like, are like, Hey, you shouldn't have joined up with them. I know, et cetera, et cetera. Cable doesn't care that he won. He's just like, I just have to go home to my son because you can't make Cable happy. Um, no matter what. Um, so he solo flies the ship back. Um, so I got would distracted been, by a fantastic four
0: DVD, which I could totally no, buy right now if I wanted to, that, that
1: would have literally been the end of the series is cable flying back through time to his son that nobody likes. <laughs> and they, they wanted that to be the end of the X-Men animated series. Congratulations. We did it. We, put these
0: two characters that you had never heard of back together again.
1: Woo! Yeah. Aren't, aren't you happy? You know, there's no, no grand, like kind of repurposing of the X-Men thesis. There's nothing, you know, there's, yeah. there's no way this could have or should have been an ending. Um, and I'm glad it wasn't actually the end. And I am like in, in, you know, we kept saying like this seems cooler than it is. The problem with this is that the stakes are too dumb. Like the just like, I'm going to erase time using a psychic orb at the access of everything. Shit is too dumb yep, uh, for us to, to, to really get invested in.
0: Totally, totally agreed with you on that. Like it's, it's just, it's just, just fucking stupid. And it's doesn't like, it doesn't feel like it went anywhere. Like the, like it, nothing changed. So like these characters on the other side, like we, we do get like kind of a group upsetting where like Jean kisses psych and mm. uh, Bishop hugs his sister And (laughs) I guess Angel hits on Psylocke. I'm not sure what's happening there, (laughs) but like we get we get that. But like nothing actually changed. Like these characters didn't go through anything. Like they come out on the other other side of this, and like they could just go get back in the in the honeymoon car and go to their honeymoon now. Like like wow, that was weird. See you next week, everybody. Like it's just there's there's
1: nothing to it. And then there's just no next week. You know, it it doesn't make any sense. Like there's no. even, even Cable didn't learn anything. Like, he accomplished, like, literally the point of his character and just was like, I'm going back to my hot And then jumped back into his flying Metroid and goes back to the future. Like, it is a weirdly non-impactful episode. If you, if you put a gun to my head and said, like, write a four-episode storyline of this cartoon that brings, like, all of the major villains together, like... I'm not saying that I wouldn't have maybe leaned towards something like this. I like to think that I could have executed, you know, that, you know, or not, maybe not even me. that anyone could have executed this better. Yeah. yeah, I
0: think I think what I would like to see is um a lot of the X-Men villains being uh double crossed, but not because they are working for Apocalypse and like Apocalypse came to them and was like, Tell me your most your your greatest wish. Okay, you want your wife alive? I can do that. Sure, yeah, just do these horrible things for me. Like not because of that, but like Apocalypse actually being kind of a puppeteer with all of these villains and the X-Men continually having to go up with like what they think is are for standard motives, and it turns out to be not that. And then maybe have the villains join the X-Men at the end of the episode for one grand fight. But Mm -hmm. also have to have something for the stakes. Like, you have to... And, like, shit has to change, right? Like, if you're going to go back in time and fuck with stuff, like, all of a sudden, like, click. Like, Beast doesn't exist anymore. Wouldn't that be great, everybody? (laughs) I mean, a great plot point? I definitely don't mean it great that he'd be not there anymore, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, it, it just just out of, just out of my head, just thinking of one thing that could happen.
0: The, <laughs> Definitely um, don't have fan fiction about this particular subject.
1: Yeah, um, it just it, and that's that's like I mean that's literally part of the definition of of story. Yeah, you know, like character development is when a character goes through something and changes. You know, and and it just literally didn't happen here. Like, and this plot, this time travel stuff about good and evil, like there are some philosophical ideas, but it was not tied up into. The uh the X Men well enough, you know, to where like if the X Men had stopped him and been like, hey, what is it, you know, is it meaningful that we continue to fight evil when like we just keep getting drawn back into it? Like they've had characters pose that question. Like you guys just seem to make things worse every time you do stuff. Like there was a chance for introspection and change in this, and it didn't happen because of like conservatively twenty minutes we spent on a Psylocke subplot to like get her in there. <laughs> You know, like we we spent like like probably one fifth of this whole cartoon, and then like another fifth dealing with space janitor, space janitor Robin Williams. Like it's just a bad use of time.
0: As with a lot of these X Men animated series episodes, like the deeper we get, like the more I feel like I'm just wasting my time doing it. Thank God, like I would either be wasting my time just watching this once, but like I'm so glad that we have this podcast so that we can waste more time talking about this show that waste our time. <laughs>
1: Like it's, it's a fun, it's a fun show, but like it is definitely beyond a shadow of a doubt it gets worse as it goes.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like
1: so much. So like the next season I think opens up with the phalanx covenant, yes. which is a, another storyline I have dumb affection for. That's not good. Like it it is an extremely bad story that I still like cause I read See, it when it came out
0: in my list. Um, I still have that at season four. Like I still have that as, I, uh, mean, I
1: mean, maybe that's the case. Like I just, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but that, that's, that's what I think is coming up soon you know, if not next. And like the, that is such a complicated, dumb storyline. Um, and if they actually go through to explain it, like we are just literally in continuity bonkers town for the rest of the series. And I'm looking forward to whatever we decide to do after the X-Men animated series. I'm looking forward to going through this arc over and over again <laughs> as a show starts out <laughs> and, and, and with lots of promise because yep. they're, they're adapting, uh, the main storylines, of um you know of their respective properties and then slowly just as they have to reach for more and more obscure and worse storylines uh just get get worse and worse
0: which is why i like the the recent trend for shows to get the opportunity to end themselves yeah there's a there's a there's a a comedy that I like on um, FX or FXX or FXXX. I can't keep up with whatever the thing mm-hmm. it is, but it's it's called You're the Worst. It's really good. Like it does like a reasonably good job of dealing with like a character's depression and a, and still like being funny and jokey and stuff. And uh, they just announced that it was an ending, and I, I'm just so fucking happy. Like I, I'm just mm-hmm. glad that they're going to get a chance to write endings for the characters because they just don't spin it out over. 20 fucking years like you just don't need to do that sometimes Yeah. imagine it, how it good the show would have been if they said like you get 50 episodes write a 50 episode cartoon
1: yeah Yeah. perpetual entertainment almost is almost never good you know like there can be individual good arcs within it but like it's never good as a whole you know you take something like the X-Men which I love uh, the X-Men is the X-Men good as a comic it does you can't answer that question right like it's not a uh, unanswerable question
0: Yeah. That's like asking, um, is grass good? Like, well, I mean like, (laughs) I mean, I I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean like what, which grass is what you gotta ask. Like what, what does the grass do? Like it's, what are you doing with the grass? Like it just doesn't, like, it's not a question that you can easily answer because it's happened for, I mean, what are we on? Like 50 or 60 years of X-Men comics at this point?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not, uh, is Time Magazine good? You know, I don't know. Like, I mean, like at times it was fine. Is Saturday night live good? Well, you know, like maybe it is at a certain point, but it's not for large other portions. Yeah. You know, of time like it is, it is very hard to evaluate a perpetual project. And, uh, this, this cartoon like top, is becoming that
0: I'm going to give you my, uh, I'm going to give you my top 12 time magazine issues from this year. That's my, that's my top, my <laughs> yeah. top list at or the all of all time.
1: The, 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 uh, <laughs> there's a comedian who talked about that. How like, when you say like, oh, have you seen this show and you, it's like lost or something and they're like, oh, you got to watch it. And that's you saying like, hey, watch 70 hours of TV. Yeah. You know, and it's the equivalent of being like, oh man, like, have you read Newsweek? It's incredible. Read Newsweek. And it just means like you know, <laughs> catch up on the backlog. <laughs> sure. You know, yeah. such
0: that's such a weird thing. I've, I've totally exercised that for my, for my vocabulary too. Like I'd, I'm eager for people to watch things that I like and I'll recommend stuff, but it's never like, Oh, you have to watch this or I can't believe you haven't watched that. Because, oh yeah. Like people have different fucking like lives. Like I don't like, I don't care. I haven't seen Godfather three. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I know it's probably bad enough to watch at this point and I should probably have some cultural relevancy, but I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Like, I'm just yeah. not going to do it. Like I'm not, I'm just not going to bother with it. So sorry.
1: Yeah. Re- recommendations are acts of violence <laughs> yeah they are so fraught with problems so yeah uh are, are we good yeah I, th- this, I think that's two? good i think okay. we've done it um yeah so are is it the uh what's coming up next is it the uh it the is the phalanx covenant yeah okay phalanx um, covenant is up next
0: there's a part one and a part two and then that's followed by stormfront part one part two which i hope is not actually what I, <laughs> i'm picturing
1: can, in my head can i tell you the at least one thing i know happens in stormfront sure it's about them going to another alien planet and storm, not liking them because of issues of cultural relativity. Like it is them going to it. Like it deals with them going and dealing with aliens and storm, not liking the aliens. Oh, good.
0: The uh, I don't want to spoil the episode. Type, the episode description. Like I'm not going to read the whole thing because those are usually we get we get some comedy value out of that. But the mm-hmm. like the very first sentence starts with the dashing alien archon. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Does that mean that he has dashing powers or that he is just handsome? Like, I would what that is love
1: he had dashing powers. God, can you? Like, can he can just air dash. dash? Like that's his yeah, power. I could
0: jump up in the air and dash a little yeah. ways. <laughs> he's got eye frames. Imminently <laughs> <laughs> useful in video games. <laughs> yeah. Not useful whatsoever in the real uh. world. <laughs>
1: man um so that's what we have coming up thanks everybody for listening to the show if you want to support the show and the network the best way to do so is to support us on patreon if you go to patreon.com slash uh you can check out what we have on offer and uh you know what you get in exchange and what we have coming up and all those things uh very very useful
0: and if you can't do that, if you can't support us directly like that, that's no problem. Listening to the show is is really really valuable. Telling your friends about the show, leaving a, a review on iTunes or a rating is also extremely helpful to kind of bump us up in the charts so that more people can get exposed to the show. And we like that. That's that'd be mm-hmm. very nice of you to tell us how you feel about it.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Gary Buh, at G A R Y B U H. You can follow Jeremy at J G Greer on true. Twitter, and you should listen to Jeremy's other shows, Monster of the Week, and Don't Give Up Skeleton.
0: Yeah, thanks everybody for listening and we love you and good night.
1: Good night.